You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along at today's show. Today is officially National Signing Day in college football. Some big names still out there with some SEC interest. We'll tell you who to keep an eye on today. Also, we'll continue catching up with some former SEC stars who are starting to prepare for the NFL draft today. We'll catch up with former South Carolina Gamecock defensive back Israel Muguamu. He will join us in just a little bit. And also, a couple of disappointing losses for a few SEC teams last night on the hardwood. We'll touch on some SEC hoops as well. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. Get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, tons to get into. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. As I mentioned today, officially National Signing Day as college football teams across the country will put a lid on their 2021 recruiting classes. And while about 85 to 90% of the classes were signed back in December during the early signing period, there are still a few names to keep an eye on today. And depending on what time you're listening to this podcast, these guys may have already chosen their schools, but here's a few to keep an eye on. Four-star running back. L.J. Johnson out of Houston, Texas. He will be announcing his college decision today. He's the number 45 overall recruit in this class, the fourth best running back according to 24-7 Sports. Johnson is going to be staying in state as he is expected to choose between Texas A&M and Texas. The crystal ball predictions say that L.J. Johnson will be staying close to home and will end up at Texas A&M. But we'll see if Steve Sarkeesian and his team can make a late push with the Texas Longhorns. Another guy, four-star linebacker Rajon Davis. He will make his announcement today. He is from Santa Ana, California, and he will be choosing from a list of schools including USC, LSU, Vanderbilt, Ohio State. Davis is the 48th overall recruit in this class, the number four outside linebacker. He originally committed to LSU back in January of 2020, but he reopened his commitment a few months ago. A lot of the experts believe he's going to end up staying in California and will end up picking USC, but there is still a chance he could end up at LSU. And lastly, four-star safety Terrion Arnold out of Tallahassee, Florida. He is the number 50 overall prospect in this class. As I mentioned, a really good safety. He will be choosing between three SEC schools in Alabama, Georgia and Florida. He will announce today at 3 p.m. Central for Eastern. Many of the predictions have him choosing the reigning national champion Alabama Crimson Tide, but we will see what happens later on today. And a couple other guys to watch later today. Defensive tackle Tywon Malone. He's expected to announce he'll be going to Ole Miss over the likes of AM and Tennessee. And then Brian Thomas, a wide receiver out of Louisiana. He is expected to pick LSU today, but word is Alabama and AM are both not out of it yet for his services. Keep in mind, the last time Alabama got a highly touted wide receiver out of Louisiana, he did pretty well for himself. Devontae Smith, who won the Heisman. The SEC, they are expected to finish with four teams in the top seven in the recruiting rankings and 10 teams in the top 27. That is better than every other conference. One other recruiting note last night, Auburn, they added one of the top long snappers in this class in Kyle Vaccarella from Connecticut. 
I always say you can never have enough good long snappers. So shout out to Brian Harson and the Auburn Tigers and getting a good one. In other SEC football news, Alabama, they added their final piece to their coaching staff as they officially announced the addition of Jay Graham as their tight ends coach and special teams coordinator. He's the former uh, Tennessee running back who comes to Tuscaloosa after serving as the Vols running back coach last year. He will replace Jeff Banks, who followed Steve Sarkeesian and Kyle Flood over to Texas. Alabama has now replaced four of the five offensive assistant coaches from last season. See if it has any hangover effect for the new guys next year. Uh, One other Alabama note, former Alabama defensive back Shaheem Carter. He is expected to join the Alabama staff as a grad assistant. He was Alabama's starting nickelback in 2018 and 2019. And so I know Georgia is expected to hire Robert Muschamp. He's the nephew of Will Muschamp in a support staff role. Uh, Robert Muschamp was a tight end at Auburn several years ago. Was a grad assistant at Tennessee the last two years. And seems to be following his uncle, Will Muschamp, who will be added in some role or is expected to be added in a role at Georgia. Over on the hardwood, number 11th ranked Tennessee with a really tough loss last night at Ole Miss, losing 52-50. It was a big win for the Rebels, their first home win against a ranked opponent in the Kermit Davis era. That was their first ranked win overall in over two years. So big win for Ole Miss as they're trying to still improve their resume and try to make a run at the tournament. Meanwhile, Tennessee, just another really tough loss to add to their a collection of tough losses as of late and not going to do them any favors when it comes to seeding. The thought was maybe Tennessee could hang around, be a top finish as a top 10 and possibly be a top three or maybe even top two seed. So the talk was on Alabama as well before they suffered their loss to Oklahoma over the weekend. Meanwhile, Auburn, they suffered a home loss last night against Georgia, losing 91 to 86. It was one of Auburn's worst losses since Sharif Cooper became eligible, Georgia was plus 22 in points off of layups and plus 8 in the rebound category. And the Tigers dropped to 4-6 and six in the SEC. Meanwhile, for Georgia, they had six players in double figures. They shot 50% from the field, 44% from three. Auburn star uh, Sharif Cooper, he fouled out with 19 points and 9 assists. For Georgia, the 91 points was their second most points scored in regulation this season. Meanwhile, tonight's Texas A&M versus Vandy basketball game, that has been postponed due to COVID-19. It is the second time this matchup has been postponed this season. The Aggies are pausing all activity for the time being. So we'll see if they are uh, back and ready to go. Supposed to play in Arkansas this coming Saturday, but uh, putting everything on pause for the time being. One other note, I saw Alabama softball announced they are capping their stadium capacity at 30% this season. SEC softball is about to get underway in just a couple weeks, as well as SEC baseball. Got to think this will be a trickle-down effect. You'll start to see a lot of the SEC schools announcing their softball and baseball stadiums capped anywhere from 20 to 30%. Lastly, Pro Football Focus, their latest Round 1 2021 NFL mock draft has 13 SEC players in their first-round mock drafts. They've got Jamar Chase from LSU going number five, Kyle Pitts from Florida going number six, Devontae Smith from Alabama going 11th, Patrick Sertan 
from Alabama, one pick later, 12th. Jalen Waddell from Alabama going 15th. Christian Barbour going 16th from Alabama. Get the vibe here. There's a lot of Bama guys going. They project the 19th overall pick, Mac Jones from Alabama. Then they have Kadarius Toney from Florida going 21. Aziz Ojolari, linebacker from Georgia, going 22. Tyson Campbell, Georgia cornerback, going 23. J.C. Horn, corner from South Carolina, going 25th. And Nick Bolton, uh, linebacker from Mizzou, 29th. Alex Leatherwood, offensive lineman from Bama, sneaking in at 31. That would certainly be a record if uh, the SEC has 13 guys get drafted in the first round. And I think that would be a record, what, one, two, three, four, five, six Alabama guys to go in the first round? That would be nuts. So anyway, that's Pro Football Focus' latest mock draft. So we'll get way more into draft talk in the coming weeks. And speaking of draft talk, just mentioned J.C. Horn cornerback from South Carolina, expected to go in the first round. His teammate, fellow cornerback Izzy Mukuamu, he's going to join us next. We'll talk all things SEC football with him, find out what went awry in Will Muschamp's final season in South Carolina, and also talk about uh, what he's doing to prepare for the NFL draft. That's next. Phil, I could tell you guys all the time, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar Ever. It is a great alternative. If you're sitting at the desk late in the afternoon looking for a snack instead of going for the cookies or the chips, reach for a Built Bar. They are uh, new and improved. They have 18 amazing flavors, including the cookies and cream, which is my favorite. They are bars covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. None of that chalky aftertaste you get from some of the uh, protein bars out there. But look, it's great if you're trying to be health conscious, if you just left the gym, or you're Looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are always low in calorie, low in sugar, packed with protein, and high in fiber. Cookies and cream, it's my favorite. 17 grams of protein packed in there. Only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar. Encourage you right now, go to their website, BuiltBar.com. You can look around, check out all the different flavors. Look, I tell you right now, don't pin yourself just to one yet. Try the variety pack. They'll give you a ton of different uh, flavors you can try out. See if you like them, some you'll like, some you'll like even more than the others, then you can find your favorites. But go do it right now at BuiltBar.com. And before you hit the checkout button, make sure you use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Hey, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski, he hosts Locked On Today. It's a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories in sports with our local experts. Start your day off with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Roll along here, Locked on SEC, talking all things SEC football. And we've been catching up with a lot of guys who played in the SEC just uh, this year and getting ready for the next level. And one guy who certainly had an impact on the field for the South Carolina Gamecocks, former defensive back Israel Mukuamu, who is getting ready for the NFL draft. And he joins us now. Izzy, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going pretty good. How you doing? We're doing good, man. 2019 All-SEC Second Team and National Defensive Player of the Week Award, Fall Academic Honor Roll. You made up one of the best secondaries in the conference with you and your teammate, J.C. Horn. 
Now you're getting ready to take your talents to the next level. What's it like, man, preparing for uh, for the NFL draft? Um, it's pretty fun. You know, it's just different because the training is a lot different. You actually training like a track star instead of a football player. But so far it's been amazing, man, just uh, meeting different guys at the facility from different schools. So it's been pretty fun. I'm enjoying the process. I want to look back a little bit on, on your career. And this past season was a tough one for you guys. Obviously, you, you lose two tough games to start the year against uh, Tennessee and at Florida. But then you guys bounce back. You win the next two against Vandy and, and Auburn, and you get back to 2-2. Two and two. What was the mood like after you guys beat Auburn? I know that was a game you had you you missed with the groin injury, but uh, obviously that was a big win for you guys at the time. Yeah, the mood was, was pretty good. We felt like we had things rocking. Then uh, we just kind of lost it uh, at LSU. Yeah, that that's a, was going to be my next point. You guys, the next week, you go on the road to LSU. You're facing a true freshman starting for the first time with TJ Finley. How tough is that to prepare for a guy who's never started a game before? You don't really have much film on him, and you don't really know what to expect. How tough was that? Uh, it was pretty tough because, like you said, we don't have uh, pretty much film on him. And then we don't know what the offensive coordinator is going to call because uh, he's a freshman, so it could have went anywhere. But, yeah, it was it was pretty tough. The season uh, kind of took a turn from there, and eventually the school decided to move on from Coach Muschamp. And I know a group of you guys decided, you know, with the pandemic and everything going on, it was just best for you guys to start getting ready for the draft. I know you dealt with a couple of injuries throughout the season. What went into your decision personally to, to opt out the rest of the year? Yes, sir. Like you said, um, I've been I've been dealing with injuries uh, pretty much the whole year, and then um, the Ole Miss game, I actually re-injured my groin. And then the next day, um, I had an MRI, and when the MRI came back, it said that I was going to be out uh, for the remainder of the season anyway. So I just decided to opt it out, to opt out, and then uh, focus on getting ready for the draft. You, you look back on your three years at South Carolina. What what one moment will you remember most? I know which one I would say, but what what would uh, your moment that you look back on your college career will stand out most? Uh, I mean, it's just been a lot of great moments at the University of South Carolina, but just just the time that I spent with my teammates, the relationships I created there, and, you know, lifelong relationships. Okay, well, that, that sounds pretty in all, Israel, but I'll give you mine. The double overtime win at number 3 Georgia last year. You, got, you were just keyed in that whole game on Jake Fromm. Not one, not two, but three picks, including a pick six. Uh, I mean, that was one of the best performances by a South Carolina DB, I think, ever. Yes, sir. Well, th- tell me, go back to that game. What do you remember most about that game where, I mean, three interceptions don't happen every day? Yeah, to be honest, um, leading up to that week, we were just watching film, and we, uh, we did, my defense coordinator, Coach T-Rob, we was just like, uh, he was basically telling us uh, they're gonna, we're going to force them to put the ball in the air by stopping the run, and when we make them throw uh, as many times as they, as they don't want, then the, uh, the interceptions start coming in, and uh, that was just all God. I actually woke up that game sick, and I don't know what happened, but I was <laughs> I was zoned in, like you said. Is it any, like, when the, the season ends and the draft happens and you see Jake Fromm get drafted, does that does that reinforce in the back of your mind, like, even more, okay, I know I can play at the next level, because here's a guy I picked off three times in a game, and he's getting drafted to the NFL. Um, not really. Everybody has a, a different a different story. Uh, Jake Fromm, he had a pretty good career at Georgia, so me picking him off three times really didn't have nothing to do with it. And then, but 
it does play a role because when you when you do see guys that you played against that um that you feel like you can compete with them and they get drafted and they succeed in the NFL, it's like why can I do it as well? So, but him getting drafted had nothing to do with me. I feel like he he uh, established himself on his own. So the the interesting part, Israel, just this whole season. I mean, when 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 this year started, one we didn't even know if we were going to play college football and have a season, but ultimately we end up playing playing one. What, what was it like for you as a player? I mean, you're so used to going to these sold out stadiums across the SEC and rocket atmosphere and 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 crowds as loud as can be. That was very different. What was it like playing this year and going into those environments that weren't as hostile as they typically are? Yeah, it was definitely a lot different this year because usually, you know what I'm saying, if you uh usually you come out some some games you come out sluggish and then you hear the fans and it's like, "Wow, I got to wake up." But this year you just had to find your own energy, find your own juice and come out there and play anyways. So what was like a, a typical week like? Like you'd have to get tested and then, you know, you you don't you're hearing, "Oh, this game could get moved, it could get postponed." I mean, it had to be pretty hectic from that standpoint on top of going to class and, and trying to, t- you know, finish your grade or keep your grades up and all that kind of stuff too. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was different because we got tested three times a week. So we got tested um, Friday, Thursday before – no, we got thir- We got tested Thursday before we get on the plane. Then we got tested after the game. Then we got tested on Wednesday. So it was just definitely different because we was following all these protocols and stuff like that. So it was it was it was a lot different. Well, let me ask you cuz obviously uh Will Muschamp uh, we'll see where he ends up. Obviously he's a long-time uh, great defensive-minded coach who uh, has been in the game for a really long time. We'll see if he, he might actually end up at another spot in the SEC, but what did you like most about about coach Muschamp and getting a chance to play for him through your years there? Um first and foremost, I have the utmost respect for coach Muschamp because number one, he's a hard worker. And he's just a coach that um, that cares about his players. And then um, the knowledge of the game is so different. So just being able to uh, pick his brain every day because he's always in the DB room, it was just a blessing. And as well as Coach T-Rob, too, they're just two smart guys that, um, that, that formed a lot of DBs, a lot of great DBs in the NFL today. So that's, that's a big reason why I actually went to South Carolina, too, just because the relationship – that they have with DBs and the DBs that they have in the league now. Obviously, things are, are changed now. You've got Coach Shane Beamer in there. He's hoping to bring back some of the excitement from from years past with South Carolina. But looking ahead, man, they are uh, they're going to be loaded next year with what they've got coming in. I, I talked with Colin Hill a couple weeks ago, and he talked very glowingly about Luke Doty, who you know will have a chance to be the quarterback. But man, how can you not be excited about? Kevin Harris coming back next year at that running back spot, a thousand yard rusher in the SEC. Uh, feels like they're going to be really good with that guy toting the rock again next year. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I just can't wait to see where the program goes because I know those young guys can play. So, you know, hopefully uh, they change the program around. What, what did Kevin Harris do this past year to, to become so good? Because we knew his name, but man, it felt like he really arrived on the scene of the SEC this year, fighting hard. I mean, that guy, like, he will not go down on first contact. He's going to fight for every extra yard he can get. Did you see that maybe on the on the in the weight room side of things and on the practice field? I definitely seen that in the weight room because Kevin, he's a really strong guy. And then as far as practice, I seen that as well. And then um, I think those a lot of credit to the offensive line and then the play schemes that that Coach Mike Bobo had as far as the run game. So I felt like all that 
all that played a big impact in him having a great year. Another one of your teammates uh, had a, had a quite a day at the Senior Bowl this past weekend in receiver Shy Smith. I had to think uh, going up against him a couple times in practice throughout the years was, was pretty difficult. Uh, what did you make of Shy Smith in the in the year that he had? Oh yeah, Shy Smith. He had a, a great year. One thing I like about him, he um, he's an offensive player that plays with a defensive mentality. So going up with him in practice, you know, is always going to be a battle because even if you get him one play, just know he's coming back on the next play, and then he's going he gonna to talk a little smack to you. So definitely uh, love Shy Smith uh, game. Talking with Izzy Muguamu, uh, obviously getting ready for the uh, the next level. What what's the early read? Have you heard anything from any scouts on what maybe you need to work with on your game? Because look, what what they love with defensive backs now in the NFL is versatility. They want a guy who can who can play the slot, a guy who can be a nickelback, a guy who can be a true corner and kind of have some versatility. What are you hearing or, or the early reads from some of the scouts, and what are you kind of focused on working on as you get ready for the next level? I mean, you know. Uh... I've been working on really everything. Um, a lot of scouts, it's a lot of scouts saying uh, different things, but me, I'm just focused right now on just getting faster, stronger, and just developing my game overall. What's uh, what's your plan here? I mean, with the the, the combine, everything's going to be virtual now. I mean, is it is it all about your pro day and kind of getting ready for that? Yes, sir. It's all about the pro day, so there's no combine, so everybody um, will have a shot at the pro day, and that's what we're working towards right now. All right, what's your goal for the 40? What do you want to run? Uh, I just want to run whatever the guys think I don't run. I just want to run faster than the guys think I am. I like it. Don't 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 handcuff yourself. Don't put don't put a time on oh, yourself yeah. that that you might not get. That's awesome, Izzy. It's been great uh, catching up with you, man. Congrats on a great uh, collegiate career and uh, best of luck on the next level, man. And we look forward to hearing your name called on uh, on draft night. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. That's Israel Muguamu of the uh, formerly of the South Carolina Gamecocks, and uh, obviously had a, a fantastic career there in his three seasons with the Gamecocks. And you know, he and J.C. Horn, I thought, were were two really, really good corners this year in the SEC. It's just a shame that you know we didn't get to see the full picture. Is he missed a couple games with injury, and then you know after Will Muschamp was let go, both guys ended up decided to. Um, to opt out the rest of the year and things weren't going great for for the program. But when those guys were playing and healthy, I mean, they were they were two of the best in the SEC. So uh, we wish uh, Izzy and, uh, and J.C. Horn the best at the next level. More to come right after this here on Locked on SEC. Quick minute here for our friends at betonline.ag. We've been telling you about them for several weeks now. And if you haven't taken advantage of their special sign-up offer you got to go do it right now look the football season is winding down we got the final game coming up this sunday the big one the super bowl you could bet on that one right now at betonline.ag they are the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust and they you could sign up today for a free account right at betonline.ag use our promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n and you will get a 50 percent welcome bonus that's right 5-0 not 15 5-0 of percent welcome bonus you got tons of stuff you can get into right now i'm looking at their website as we speak tampa bay buccaneers are a three-point underdog to the kansas city chiefs you feel good about tampa in the upset you can take them plus the three or you can just take them straight up bet them on the money line say i got tom brady and tampa winning this one over the chiefs i got tons of prop bets as well everything from who's going to score the first touchdown to who's going to win the coin toss all of that is right there for you at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON 
to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Guys, 2020 is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more, you can listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcasts. I don't you guys saw, but there was some big news to come out uh, yesterday. And this is big news, not just, I mean, in the college football grand scheme of things, most of the people, if you go to college football games, you probably don't play video games still, like if you're, you know, season ticket holder. But this is a big deal in the world of college football. Yesterday, EA Sports announced they are rebooting their college football video game series for next-gen consoles. The announcement ends the hiatus that the game has taken since... Michigan quarterback Denard Robinson appeared on the cover of NCAA football 14. Now, if you remember how they do it, normally, you know, the game comes out in the summer. So I believe it's been, if we're going back to 2013-14, talking seven years since this game has come out. Uh, Ed O'Bannon and a lot of those guys, they had the lawsuits over name, image, and likeness. And they were successful. And there was a payout among players. And I remember a, a buddy who was playing college football in the SEC at the time and ended up getting a check for like whatever it was, 20 or 30 bucks. And I remember him saying, well, who cares about this? Bring back the video game. Because a lot of the college football players enjoy the video game. And here's the issue when it comes to the video game. Because, again, I know a lot of you are not gamers. But the NCAA football game would come out, and it was—it didn't have names in it. They would come out with the rosters. But let's say, you know, you'd have running back, uh, or if you play with Alabama, they would have running back 22 or running back five. or you know, And you know who those guys were. At the time, you know, go back in the day, remember USC, you have running back number 25. You go, okay, well, we know that's or number, number five at the time, rather. That was Reggie Bush. So, the players, obviously, EA Sports, whoever designed the game, a lot of the rosters were built to resemble those guys. I remember looking at the quarterback in Florida, who was Tim Tebow, and it looked like Tebow. The problem is... There were no names on there. You had people out there who would play the video game and they would edit the rosters and they would add the names to it. And then on their roster or file sharing component on the games, you could share the roster and then everybody could download the roster and you know, you get the names of all the guys in the game. Well, obviously there were issues with that and EA Sports resolved it. So now they're coming back. And there's no timetable here on when the game is going to come back. Some are thinking uh, two to three years it'll take. EA Sports has begun developing it, but again, these things take a really long time. And the game had a lot of really cool components. It had recruiting. I mean, it had all the 
stuff that makes college football great. Playing in tough environments, they would rank the toughest environments to play in. You'd have rivalry games, you'd have the bands playing music and everything else. The gameplay was really cool, but the bigger thing here is what is going to happen or how do they resolve the name, image, and likeness thing? My initial thought is they're just going to release the teams with a lot of generic guys, right? So you'll just have a team full of and you had guys, you know, race played a factor in the game. You had guys who were black. You had guys who were white, dark skin, light complected, whatever. You could edit that. My thought is they're going to want to make sure that the players that they're putting in the game don't resemble anybody. For instance, if they're putting George's roster in there, you know, JT Daniels, who is obviously going to be the starting quarterback for Georgia and the highest ranked player, Maybe you make him a different race, a different number, something to throw off from the idea that that is JT Daniels. Now, again, on the secondary market, after the fact, people will go in there and edit the roster, and they'll change it to look like JT Daniels, and they'll name the guy JT Daniels. The question is, how responsible is EA Sports for that? They can clearly say, we built the game and didn't put the rosters in there. Other people... did it after the fact. So that's going to be a really interesting component to watch for. But anyway, I saw a lot of people across the SEC very excited about this. Peter Burns is one of those guys most excited about it. I saw one guy tweeted, so this might be the greatest day Peter Burns has had since his son was born. And Peter Burns retweeted it. But I know uh, Peter put out there yesterday, so what needs to be in the next edition of the NCAA football game that wasn't around back in 2014? Two things very obvious. Number one, the college football playoff. If you still play the old NCAA football game, and by the way, you can get updated rosters. There's guys out there who have edited them and you know will have this current season's rosters on the 2014 game. But you still have the BCS then. You're still playing the BCS National Championship. So that's got to change to the college football playoff. The other big thing Peter listed was the transfer portal. And that has really become rampant here in the last year to two years. And that would be a big component in the video game now, you got to think. With guys who aren't getting enough playing time or whatever, they're going to be hitting the transfer portal. Some other things that people said should be added. uh, Targeting. Obviously, that's been a big component in college football. Need to add uh, targeting. Somebody else said, bring back suspensions for NCAA violations. If you remember the early versions of the NCAA football games in the 90s, you would have, you know, a team would get caught with something and they would get uh, a postseason ban or death penalty or whatever. They took that away in the, uh, you know, those last few versions of the game, but that's something you could bring back. A few other things I saw people said on... Social media. Somebody said signing day flips. That would be a good one on uh, National Signing Day. you got guys who flip to a different school. Our buddy Bunky Perkins out there said the ability to throw a shoe. I think that one is targeted right directly at Florida fans. Uh, West Blankenship from Georgia also threw out a give assistant coaches a butt chewing on the sideline. That would also apply to Florida. And Todd Grantham. So anyway, just thought that that uh, 
that news was worthy talking about because it's a game that I've played for years and years and years, and obviously we haven't had a new one in quite some time. But I think this coincides. If it takes two years for them to develop the game and we don't get it until, you know, let's see, let's say NCAA football 2023, well, the name, image, and likeness thing is going to be put to bed by then, right? Like we're going to have players able to earn money off their image and likeness. So again, how does EA Sports manage this? Do they just cut a check to every school? Do they cut a check to individual players? You can't pay one player more than the other, right? It's got to be a uniform thing. So this will definitely be something worth watching and keeping track of over the uh, the next couple of months, two years, as uh, EA Sports continues to develop the game. But, you know, I'll hold out high hopes that they get this developed really quickly. Look, use the last game as a shell and just update everything, right? You'll need two to three years to develop this. Let's just let's get out for next summer. Yeah, we'll see. But great news. A lot of, uh, a lot of people like myself got very excited. EA Sports bringing back the NCAA football college video game. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. My thanks to Izzy Muguamu for uh, joining us as he continues to prepare for the NFL draft. We'll have some more former SEC stars join us over the next couple of weeks as they prepare for the NFL draft. You don't want to miss that. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.